thank thee tonight for the love of God that shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. How that Jesus came to the world and died for we sinners and rose again the third day according to the scriptures and sitting at the right hand of his majesty tonight ever making living to make intercessions upon our confession and tonight we confess all of our sins trespasses the sin of transgression, the sin of omission, whatever it might have been that we've done, said, or thought that was displeasing to our Heavenly Father, we now humbly come to the Lord Jesus and ask that His blood atone for our sins. We didn't mean to do it, Lord. Forgive us. You know our hearts. And we pray that you'll sanctify every person in here tonight with thy holy presence. And may thy great August presence baptize everyone with the Holy Spirit. And may great signs and wonders be wrought for the glory of God. Through doing this, may the sinner man and woman, the alien away from God, may they come and sweetly and humbly bow at the foot of the cross and give their lives to him who died for this purpose. For we ask it in his name. Amen. And be seated. So very happy to be back tonight in the Lane Tech High School here at the, almost on the eve of the closing of our convention and revival. So thankful for what the Lord has done for us. Exceedingly, abundantly, more than we asked Him, He has already done. And now, each evening, I have been promising you since I come that one night we just have a prayer line just to pray for the sick. And um, God being willing, we do that tonight. And I had Brother Moore and Brother Brown and those who used to help me in the early days when we started out just praying for the sick. They're standing just behind the curtain waiting for the time. I said, no matter if I start on that discernment, you come on out the platform, call the people anyhow, because I promised them and to pray for them. I'm sure that we'll see our Lord do great things tonight if we do that. I'm not a theologian, you know that. I haven't the education to be. There's only one thing I do know, and I'm, I'm saved by the grace of God, and I know I love Him with all my heart, and I know He raised from the dead because I'm one of His witnesses of that, that He has risen from the dead and is alive tonight, and He'll alive forevermore. And 
I was talking to my, some of my associates, the manager, Mr. Moore, and them today as we were down uh, this, this morning, rather, visiting the aquarium and around. Being I know I didn't have to have that discernment tonight, well, I just let myself loose for a, a good time and eat a steak for supper. So yeah, uh, I don't eat coming to the meetings like this. You see, I want you have to be right at your best. See, that the blood will not be in the stomach, but be at the brain. So that just the ever little alert of the Holy Spirit, you'll be ready to catch it. Because the devil is a mighty shrewd fellow. And you must be at your best for the Lord Jesus. And so we were talking this morning and they said, is it good for you to relax and get out? I said, oh my, this is marvelous. And we met a little brother from down in Georgia. <laughs> That we had a meeting with down there, our brother Palmer, a very fine little fellow. Met him and some more ministers in the aquarium down there this morning. And so thankful. I thought I was going to get put out again when I come over to the museum. Ah, my righteous indignation just rises when I get in there. A, a man 25 million years ago. Where was Adam and Eve at that time then? That's just nonsense. Amen. That's the devil. Absolutely. I said, I'd just get up down there and take me a text and tell him come up the lane tech tonight. We'll straighten that out. That stuff's wrong. Uh, it's a shame that our kiddies has to pass through and see such Tommy Rod as that. That's absolutely a lie. There's not one bit of it the truth. Man wasn't on this earth till 6,000 years ago when God made the first man Adam and Eve. That's right. There is no such a thing as that stuff. You come out of a frog or some kind of a monkey or something like that. That's a lie. Not a word of that truth. That's against God. That's a devil in the last days. Just like I've been teaching before Moses, while the before Cain, and the, when God was going to bring the righteous seed through Cain. See how the devil worked to cut it off? In the days of Moses, he drowned all the children in order to catch that elected one of God coming forth. In the days of Christ, while he had all the children killed from two years old back trying to stop it. And that's one of the devil's tricks today to break faith from the young generation is such nonsense as that. Darwin, no sir. I don't believe one of his ethics. Is everyone's wrong? He's, I'd like to tuck William Jennings Bryant place on that for a little bit. Although I, he's wrong, absolutely wrong. If he's right, then God's wrong. So this is the truth right here. The truth. Last time I was down there, they put me out. Because they had a good crowd down there, and I sure got me a good text, and I sure went to work on it. So, so uh, I just don't believe if anything's right, it's right. If it's wrong, it's wrong. And that thing's a curse to the nation. So I don't believe there was such a thing, and I don't believe the human ever sprung from any sponge or monkey or whatever it was. It come God made man in his own image, and that settles it. So... Isn't it funny how all those fiction stories get started and people believe it? Yes. yes, sir. Truth is more stranger than fiction, isn't it? That's right. Here not long ago, I was over in Switzerland. I was taught in, the, in the, my school books that William Tell shot the apple off of his boy's head. You've read the story. Want to come over there? That's a lie. It never was done. There's no such a thing to declare it in history over there. It's a fiction story. I went to a certain church one time in France. Brother Moore and I, and we was going up, and the guy was telling us all about, oh, this church, and they had the picture of the Huguenots there. Them were our brothers. They had the Holy Ghost. 
done signs and miracles. Wore the uh, massacred him in the streets, and then we started up the hill. Went way up the hill, and we got pretty close to a church. Shh. Oh, it'd be a mortal sin to talk loud. Way up on top of the hill, and they went to give the story about it. Some man, a few hundred years ago, supposed to be a saint, got in a fight down there somehow and got his head cut off, so he just decided that he didn't want to die there, so he just picks up his head and puts it under his arm and walks five miles up the hill nearly and died up there so they could build a church up there. And you expect common, civilized people to be such Tommy Rod as that. <laughs> I said right out loud, it's wonder they didn't throw me out. I said, that's only by faith, isn't it? I want to tell you right now, my faith's too weak for that. I don't believe that. No, sir. Oh, no. Okay. I just believe the Bible, and that settles it. What the Bible says is the truth, and that, that's just all there is to it. This is what I live by. I want to die by it, and the rest of them that died by it went to heaven by it, so that's where I want to go. And, and so we just stay right with this old story. He's wonderful, isn't he? And now tonight, I'm just going to speak just for a little bit. Let's carry on our story that we've been into of the exodus of the children of Israel. And then we're going quickly then to bring the people that has prayer cards to the platform and pray for each one of them. And I believe that God will heal. How many in here loves me? Let's let's hear. (laughs) I want to test something. Thank you. I, I love you too. See, all my heart. I want to ask you something. I've always shunned the very thought of anything belonging to human beings or anything about a human being that would be anything divinely. Or, and I've shunned that because you have to watch, you see. Just the least little thing, then it's, they get something started and it goes off into an ism. And I've tried to keep that as clear and clean and as, as I possibly could in the humble ministry the Lord has given me. But... I wonder, here's what's been spurning my faith on and on. I remember here at Zion City and many other places, I've watched not only the, the people coming to be prayed for, but I've watched closely what the angel of the Lord said to me. See? And when I was first, he spoke to me. Really, I would have never noticed. I'd never studied anything on divine healing or anything in the Bible. But he said, you were born to pray for sick people. Take a gift of divine healing. Brother Baxter called my attention one time. He said, Brother Branham, carry that message reverently. Do just what he told you to do. Then he told me, I told him if they wouldn't believe me, and then he told me these other things. Well, the people I have give the sign instead of praying for the sick. And I've noticed along that how the Holy Spirit, do you know there's some things that we have to do that God cannot do until we do it? Do you know that? The ministry, look, we are the branches, he is the vine, but the vine can't bear fruit, it's the branches that bear fruit. Is that right? Now, he, he furnishes the energy, but we got to do the job. You get what I mean? The Holy Spirit here tonight, as you see him each night, he knows you, but the only way he speaks is through us. Is that right? We, our hands are his hands, our eyes are his eyes. And now... We notice that he gives us things. Now there Jesus was standing one day looking up on the harvest. You believe he was the Lord of the harvest? And he looked out upon the harvest and said, You pray the Lord of the harvest that he'll send labors into his harvest because the harvest is ripe and labors are few. In other words, you ask me 
to do what I know that's got ought to be done. They, he could not do it till they asked him to do it. I never will forget you're not long ago. The person may be sitting present tonight. I remember I was down here in Zion City. Does anybody here was in this last Zion meeting in Zion City? All right, you probably remember this. One night, it's customary, Billy Paul and Brother Baxter, they'd go down and, and long three o'clock in the evening when I'm going to have a kind of the service of discernment, I just go in. Wife and Emma's with me. There's another room in the motel. We was out several miles in the city. And um, I was in this motel and I, and I, I just, I just couldn't go to church that night. I was so burdened, I just couldn't move. Now that's happened hundreds of times, but just telling this time. Then I, remember I just, I just couldn't go. Well, they come back after me and said, knock on the door, and I didn't go out, and Billy, he went out and drank in a coat, come knock on the door again, and I didn't go, and so he shook the door and said, Daddy, and I was weeping. I just couldn't help it. My heart was breaking. I said, Billy, you go tell Brother Baxter that I'm not coming tonight. Just go ahead and preach, sing songs, and I'll be there tomorrow night. He said, what's the matter, Daddy? And I said, just go do as you're told. So he turned away and went out there and sat down again and got another coat. And I went out and knelt down in the chair and I, by the chair and I said, oh, God, have mercy. What can I do? I said, what have I done? Is there something wrong somewhere? And I heard somebody uh, a talking right out the door. Sound like he's talking like German or something. Or just chattering away. And I raised up and I thought, where is that person? Who is that? There's nobody here that I know of. Sound like he's right, right by my side at the door. Well, I raised up, released, and started across the door. And before I got there, I found out it was me doing the talking. Uh, I just so yielded. Well, I, I, I just kind of... What we call hunkered down in the floor. <laughs> just kind of knelt down there just a little bit. It quit talking. And when it stopped talking, now I never did speak in tongues over about once in my life as I ever know of. But it was, it was talking in some language. I, I didn't know what it was. And so I, I just sat real still. And when it left me, I felt like I could run through a troop and leap over a wall. <laughs> I never felt so good in my life. And I went to the door and looked around, and Billy was just driving away. And I hollered at him. I said, just a minute. And I come back to the door and said, Daddy, what's the matter with you? What are you crying about? I said, I'll be ready in just a minute. I washed my face real quick and got in the car and went out. He never said nothing going down. We got in. Brother Baxter was standing at the piano singing down from his glory. We walked in, and I began to minister a little bit, begin to start talking. I heard a testimony back there, and I didn't know what it was, and they brought me the testimony. And there had been a woman who lived over here near Twin Cities that had uh, tuberculosis and been in bed for years and was having hemorrhages. The doctor told her about four months before that if she ever had another hemorrhage, it would be done. And so the ambulance wouldn't take a chance to bring her. Some of the saints had fixed her car up in the back and fixed her a place so she just lay back and they was going to bring her over. She'd read my book. And on the road over, coming over, getting late in the evening, she was riding along in the jolting of the car, way on a big gush of blood, and she just started just bleeding right out like that. She got lower and lower. Well, she didn't want them to die in the car, so they stopped the car and laid her out in a grass plat, and all the saints were standing around over a praying like that. And all at once, the blood stopped, and she jumped up and run down the road and run back and forth, 
She didn't know what had happened. Just perfectly normal. And she come in back there testifying. And I checked it. And at the very same time that woman was dying, that's the same time that was speaking through me. The Holy Ghost making intercession for that woman that was dying. Oh, see what I mean? The Holy Ghost. Remember the story about the possum last night? Praying for the sick. How it has an effect. Prayer of faith shall save the sick. And many times through vision, he come and have me to pray for people. And that's the reason I think, but not giving the people a chance to come to be prayed for, well, it's it hindered a whole lot. And so I'm going to try to start doing that. If I have to do certain nights in the meeting for that purpose. Now, the Lord bless you real good and be in prayer. And we're going to read just a little bit of God's word here. For we know that his word won't fail. Mine will, yours will, but we can make appointments and promises that we hope to keep. But sometimes we can't keep them. But he never makes a promise unless he can fulfill it. And he'll always fulfill his word. Now over in Numbers, the 13th chapter and the 30th verse, we read this. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. May the Lord add his blessings to his word now. Last evening and the last two evenings we've been teaching just a little short session of the book of Exodus, the calling out of the people of God, because we believe it's essential in this day. I remember here a few years ago, I was a year and six months in my church uh, teaching the book of Exodus. And I, I was two years one time on Job, and I remember I had Job on the ash heap for about four weeks. Every Sunday, Job on the ash heap. Such a beautiful story. God dealing with his saint and how that we get in those places in distress and don't know where to turn. And I was working for a climax one dear sister, bless her heart. She didn't want to hurt my feelings. She said, Brother Branham, I enjoy every minute of it, but when are you going to get Job off the ash heap? <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my, well, God brought him off, all right, with a victory. <laughs> now... I love those old nuggets, don't you? And I tell you, we certainly done some prospecting one year. In this book of Exodus, digging all them jewels up and shining them, we found out that every jewel in that book of Exodus was just a piece off of the chief cornerstone, pointed to the Lord Jesus. Oh, and in him dwells the fullness of all the Godhead bodily, all our redemption, all our salvation. All our joy, peace, everything, all our healing, all that we have need of, rest in Jesus Christ right there. That in Him, we can all be blessed together. Notice how we thought first that, uh, took the subject of this book of Exodus, we find three principal powers. The power of Satan, one. The power of faith, two. And the power of God, three. And we found out that Satan began to display his power always first. Watch little things when they boil up and start at first. You know, mushrooms grew up overnight and die the next day. It takes a long time for an old oak to come, but he's really rooted and grounded when he gets there. 
So the devil usually starts that little flare, but watch it. He tries to cut off the move of God. Every time he'll do that. And he's still the same devil, used the same techniques that he did in the old days. He still uses them today. If we could only read the Old Testament, then we'd learn the tactics of the devil, how that he does. So we found out that his power, he had power, and that power was death. But he had no power beyond that. Just death ends his power. Then beyond death, faith sees the God of resurrection. Faith, after the devil's end of the power of death, then he's finished. The devil can do no more. But after death, faith sees the resurrection. A God of resurrection. That's the power of faith to believe. When he asks, standing over behind the dark cloud that you can't see with your natural eyes, but faith standing by you directs you to that God of resurrection and the God of all wisdom who uh, has ordained our path. He's standing just behind every trial. Oh, I love it, don't you? To know that Peter said that every trial is worth more to us than gold. For it's working. Every son that cometh to God must first be tried, scourged, chastised. And if you get a little heartache after you get born again, a little trial that upsets you somewhere, and you run back into the world again, it shows you as a child to begin with. You become an illegitimate child and not a child of God. If a man once anchors his heart against the heart of Calvary, all devils in hell will never shake him no more. He's there. Notice, for he that cannot stand chastisement is an illegitimate child. He claims God to be his father when he's not. Just tossed about by every wind of doctrine, not stabled and don't know where you're going, double-minded, and a lot of times double-tongued, and don't know where you're standing or what you're talking about, then a man that's born again of the Spirit of God knows exactly where he's at. That's right. Nothing phases him because something inside of him has already witnessed somebody outside the cloud, yonder, and by faith he sees him. Then we see the brought how that faith uh, confounded Pharaoh. How that Pharaoh raised up Joseph right in the castle, fed him and gave him the best and made a good strong man out of him. He lived 120 years. And the devil raising up the child of God to do the work of God. How God pulled the wool over his eyes that time. Because he's God. Then we find out that the children of Israel, we left them last night, coming out of a trap. And tonight, we're going to take the power of decision. Last night was the power of God. How that they were led into this trap. No way at all to ever get through it. Dark. There lay the Red Sea in front of them. Here was the mountains on either side. And Pharaoh's army coming. Thousands times thousands of armored men. Come chasing right up. Looked like God led them right into the trap. You know, we find out that God sometimes leads us right into a great thing and then to show His power and His glory to deliver us. And when Moses called to God, God said, Stand still 
and see the salvation of God. My, isn't that an encouragement? Stand still. Then we find out that he told him to take the staff in his hand and raise his hands and go forward. And as a pillar of fire that was leading him to the great Shekinah glory that was before them in a form of a halo or a pillar of fire going before them, turned and went back behind him. And to the Egyptians coming, it become darkness. But it give Israel light. And the very plan of salvation of God, when a man shuts up his heart against God's plan, he becomes in darkness. Did you know that? God has a way. It's past finding out. But when a man rejects light, there's nothing else but darkness. The same way it is now, sinner friend of mine tonight, when you spurn love, you must stand judgment. No way out of it. God gives you love first, offers it to you. But if you spurn it, there's nothing left but judgment. So accept it tonight, the love of God. So if you notice this great host of Pharaoh who had seen the supernatural done and they disbelieved it, they shut up their compassion to it, they rejected it, and they started out to even slay the ones that God was working with, a beautiful type of what's going to happen here in America one of these days. Amen. Right? The very program that for years they've tried to tag them with all kinds of of things and call them crazy, holy rollers, all kinds of names. They've shut up their lights to them. But thanks be to God, the great pillar of fire is leading his church right on. Let them alone, Jesus said. If they be blind, leading the blind, won't they fall in the ditch? They, the same light that made a path for Israel to walk in, blinded the eyes of Pharaoh. The very same waters of judgment that drowned the whole world save no other preacher of righteousness. The very Holy Ghost that you laugh at and make fun of and power of divine healing will take the church in the rapture someday and leave you here to go through the judgments. Amen. Think of it. What a day it'll be when you spurn mercy. Jesus said, They'll say, give us some of your oil. They'll say, go by. And while they were gone trying to pray through, the bridegroom come. And there was weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. Don't be in that crowd. Come go along. Walk in the light as he's in the light. And you have fellowship one with another while the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Gives us fellowship one with another. That's when the Methodists can really shake hands with the Baptists. You know, I love this old time religion. Don't you? Makes you love everybody. You know what it'll do? It'll make a pair of overhauls. Put his arms around a tuxedo and call him brother. Sure will. Amen. It'll make a silk dress set for the side of a calico and put their arms around when they say sister. It sure tears all the middle wall down, makes us all the same in Christ Jesus. 
Amen. Then we got fellowship one with another. While the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, keeps cleansing us from all unrighteousness as we walk. Living in the presence of the King. Under the Shekinah glory of the Lord Jesus, where Aaron's rod budded. Amen. Put Aaron's rod in there, an old dead almond tree. But as it went under the Shekinah glory, everything it was was restored again. That's where a sinner is when he goes under the Shekinah glory of the Holy Spirit. The veils drop behind him. Everything that he ought to have been, a son of God, blooms out in him again. Amen. Remember, overnight it budded, blossomed, and growed almonds on it. Fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, long-suffering, goodness, gentleness, patience. That's what we need to get in the third step. Get over into the Shekinah glory where that little sacred light was hanging over the, the mercy seat. That's a place to stay where the manna, pot of manna, sat down with the ark. That's the place to live. The curtains is dropped behind him. Out in the outer courts where the justified stayed, there was daylight. Sometimes we had that was, uh, the lights of the firmament. They had all kind of light out there. It'd be dark sometimes, day sometimes, spotted. No certainty. Then they come into the second veil. That was where Martin Luther preached justification. Wesley preached sanctification. His second veil where the altar sanctified the vessel. The three-room house, the first where you come into the kitchen, you only live in a three-room house. You say, mine's got ten, well, you just got some extras, see? You just got a three-room house, that's all you can live in. Kitchen, living room, and bedroom. You eat in the kitchen, commune in the living room, and rest in the bedroom. Amen. That's where the church has come. It's come through Martin Luther, just shall live by faith. Wesley, communion, sanctification, cleansing up. And now we're in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Rest. I'll give you rest unto your soul. When a man went into the inner veil, the second veil, he was hid from the world. The curtains dropped around him. And when we can lose ourselves in Jesus Christ, don't care what your denomination is. Them things don't bother you anymore. You're just lost in Christ. Don't care what the howling mobs around say. You're lost in Christ. Amen. There's where the Shekinah glory, where the light, that halo, that little ball of fire that come in behind the altar and went down and settled on the mercy seat where the blood was. And there that light lit up the room. Now the light of the court was a firmament. The light of the first veil was a bunch of lamps. They got smoky and went out sometime, and that's the way with a man from one revival to another. And if he's just living in the church and having a little spurred up once in a while, and he gets all fired up on the revival, but a few weeks, if he don't start another somewhere, he goes down and smokes out. See, oh, my church ain't having this, and my church, brother... Go on to the inner veil. God is the light in there. It's always light. The Shekinah glory lit up that place and never did go out. Year after year, and the manna never did get old. It was the same all the time. Didn't get no wiggle worms in that. 
But that you had to get every day got wiggle worms in it outside. Them who has to stay in all this. Just get in with Christ one time and close the curtains down and live till he comes after you. Amen. Moses went forward packing the stick. And we find out the Red Sea opened because a mighty wind followed that fire. The light of God. When man walked in the light, then the winds follow. Jesus said, tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you're endued with power upon high. And they waited until there come from heaven a sound of a rushing mighty wind. They walked in light till the wind began to blow. Amen. Just step in the light tonight. You outside of Christ, the winds will come back again like there was on the day of Pentecost. Just keep walking in the light. It'll separate the thing that was hindering you from one side to the other. Notice, the children of Israel walked across the Red Sea. Not only in the mud, they were on dry ground. Walking light. That's the trouble with the church today. You're so loaded down, you can't walk light. Got too many things on you. Too much hanging around. Paul said, let us lay aside every weight that we might walk light. <laughs> every weight in the sin is easily beset us that we might run with patience the race is set before us looking through the altar and finisher Christ. Walk in the light, light-footed. You ever walk when you go down the street saying, fill my way every day with love as I walk with the heavenly dove? Let me go all the while with a song and a smile, fill my way every day with love. Did you ever walk like that, light-footed? Well, I remember the night I was back in the, when I first got saved, went back in the little old shed. I didn't never did pray in my life. And I was going to write Jesus a letter and tack it on a tree so out in the woods so he could find it. I didn't know how to pray. And I thought he'd pass by that tree sometime and let, him, let me tell him in that letter what a dirty guy I was. How low down, how unworthy. I thought if he's a man, he'd talk like a man. So I didn't know how to talk. And I knelt down on an old grass sack in an old wet shed. And I began to fool my finger. And I said, Mr. Jesus, will you come here just a minute? I want to talk to you. But he come. That's the main thing. I think if we quit rhyming our prayers today and trying to tease somebody's ears and pray from the depths of our heart like an old-fashioned sinner ought to repent, then God will hear us. Amen. Too much of this put on Pharisee. I told you the other day, a Pharisee means an actor. Too many Pharisees. Quit putting on. I don't like that stuff. Put on. Be what you are. Be original. God knows what you are anyhow. You're only acting before somebody else. He knows what you are original. <laughs> Notice, they were light-footed. I remember when the Lord forgive me, it felt like a million pounds run off of my back and I never even touched a step going towards the house. I didn't know nothing about shouting. Wish I could have that experience again right now. I'd make up for that time. I, was, I know something happened. Now I went in and grabbed my song book. Now, mother said, what's the matter? I said, I don't know. I grabbed my Bible. I couldn't read. I was too nervous. Happy. She said, well, what's the matter? I don't know. I slipped out the door and went out. There's a big 
railroad track run behind her place. I run down the railroad track and jump up in the air just as hard as I could, trying to give vent to the feeling. Oh, my. What time? That's for every man tonight and woman who's never experienced it. Christ Jesus, the freedom of forgiving sin, walking light-footed. Hallelujah. Don't get scared of hallelujah means praise our God, you know. He's worthy of all the praises that you can give him. Notice, walking light-footed. And here come the pretenders behind them. These fellows coming along, these Egyptians, all loaded down. And we find out that their wheels broke in. And they got drowned. You know what God did? He scared them horses. Them horses know they were doing wrong. They're just packing a bunch of sinners across that path. Why don't we even have horse sense? They know they were wrong. There's an old mule packing a backslidden prophet one time. Got scared of the angel. He could see the angel, Balaam. And these horses know they were doing wrong. And the Bible said, and that makes it right if the Bible said it. The Bible said that he frightened Pharaoh's horses. They were so ongoing, they didn't know. But the horses know more than they did. And the same road that carried Israel by following the light and following God, carried them to perfect victory, killed the Egyptian assayers and drowned them. Well, I believe they went through there in the spirit. You know, that's what's the matter at the church today. Don't get in the spirit enough. We're too much in ourselves. Ma, if you just get out of yourself long enough, you say, well, you know, our church, is, we have a regular routine. Oh, who cares about your routine? I wish you'd get out of the routine long enough to get saved anyhow. Amen. Get saved. Get out of the routine. We don't care about the routine. Get in the spirit, then you can see things done. No prophet one time got all stirred up. Because somebody come to him, it wasn't right for him to come. He kind of got his rise of indignation up. And you know what he did? Before the Spirit come home, he had to go to singing some good spiritual songs. <laughs> then he got in the Spirit and he began to see things. He saw some visions. Now I tell you, brother, life will look a lot different when the church gets in the Spirit. That's right. It gets out of itself the routine that you're in. Amen. Let's hide those weights. You got to find out the ladies' aid society has got their dinner next week and what you got to do is lay aside those things. Give time to old-fashioned, heartfelt pouring out to the Lord Jesus Christ until the Holy Ghost pours down upon your soul. But you'll get beside yourself. Maybe you can get with Jesus if you get away from yourself once. Amen. You can't be with yourself and Jesus. You find out you're the biggest enemy you got. Amen. If I can get William Brennan out of the way, Jesus can have a wonderful time. Amen. But you got to get him out of the way. So then you start, see, they started through on light-footed, feeling wonderful. Why? They were following the pillar of fire, God going before them. And when he cut away through the Red Seas and she walled up, when they got on the other side and got back to earth again, their feet on the ground, they looked around and the Spirit went off of them and they seen what had happened. 
They got excited. <laughs> they got so excited to Moses. God raised up his hands and began to sing in the spirit. <laughs> and Miriam, his sister, the prophetess, that was the celebrity of the crowd. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> she got so excited, she grabbed a tambourine and began to beat the tambourine and dance. And the daughters of Israel followed her up and down the bank, beating the tambourine and dancing. Hallelujah. If that ain't an old-fashioned Pentecostal camp meeting, I've never seen one in my life. Brother, if this is the latter ring, that must have been the former ring. <laughs> Hallelujah. What is it? The same Holy Ghost, the same pillar of fire. The same Redeemer, walking in the light, moving on. What a time. Now they was without food when they crossed over. They didn't have any food. They'd only cared enough on some needed bread on top of their head. The babies had all cried for the bread, so they'd eat it up. God promised to provide what they had need of. So they went to bed that night, maybe without any bread. And when they got up the next morning, not taking any thought, because the church is in the spirit then. They were moving on. They'd seen the glory of Jehovah. They'd seen what it was to follow the commandments. They'd seen the power of the devil in. They'd seen the power of faith bring them back to victory. Can you do that tonight? Say, Brother Bram, the doctor said I had TB. I had this. I had that. Look by faith to the promise of God. That's what they were doing, following the promise. They killed the Paschal lamb. They kept the sacrifice by faith. They kept the Passover, rather. They went on out and marched out by faith. Because God said so. God's promised you healing tonight. By faith, I'm going to get it. God said so. I'm following every, every way that he said. I'm following right along. And we come to find out the next morning when they got up and looked out on the ground. God had provided Amen. Did you ever get in them places where nothing... How many ever got to a place where you just didn't know which way to go and that God would provide? That, that's the way he does. See, it's the same God. There there was uh, that rested all night after shouting all day long and having a wonderful time and seeing the great revival. Moses really having a revival. God was a blessing him and all the people were following right along and what a revival. We should have one of them in Chicago. Amen. You can have it. God's more willing for you to have it than you are to have it. Amen. You just got to follow His precepts. Move on. Get into the Shekinah glory. Follow the pillar of fire. Follow the Holy Spirit. Don't pay attention to what the church says or this says or that says. Follow Christ. The light is in Christ. Life is in Christ. All right. Notice. And here they was the next morning, got up, and there's some little wafers laying all over the ground. God had rained down manna out of heaven. That's a very beautiful type of Christ. Coming down from heaven to die on earth, to perish on earth, that he might rescue the perishing. Become, he was heavenly, become earthly, that he might make earthly heavenly. Did you ever think of it? Christ became me that I might become him. 
Oh, my. That would shake the heart of an infidel. You'd ever look at it. Christ becoming sin. A sin offering that knowing no sin yet was made sin that through the righteousness of his life, me a sinner might be redeemed and stand by his side in his likeness. Brother, that's it. That's the love of God. Notice, it was a type of Christ. It laid on the earth and come down to perish that it might sustain the people in their march. Now, they were pilgrims. Yes, they were pilgrims. They were out of Egypt, traveling to a promised land, but they wasn't neither in Egypt or in the promised land, so they were pilgrims. That's the way the church is tonight. We're pilgrims. We've come up out of Egypt. We're on a road to glory, so we're neither in Egypt or in glory. But we're pilgrims, and God is with us, providing everything that we have need of. Sending down Christ to sustain the church while we're going on. It was a type of the Holy Spirit. Notice, now Moses made a big golden pot. And he went out there and gathered up several big potfuls of that and put it in the holiest of holies to keep for a memorial through all generations that anyone coming into the priesthood might take a bite of the original manna that fell in the beginning. It was a memorial that generations after him, on down through the journey till they reached the promised land, that big pot full of manna never did give out. If you take out a handful the next morning, the same handful would be in there. It never give out. It kept in there all the time so that everyone that become a priest to God could have a bite of this manna as they journeyed on. Now, it's a type of the Holy Ghost. When Moses had crossed from Egypt into this wilderness on his road to the promised land, as the same type of the church coming up out of the world, separating itself from the world in the wilderness journey, going on their way to the millennium. Perfect. Has to be. And now God led them in natural because they were loose in the wilderness. And He led them in the natural. He's leading us today in the spiritual. And the same pillar of fire that led the children of Israel, here He is leading us, the same one. Same pillar of fire. Leading us on, the supernatural light of God moving on, leading the church spiritually. Now notice, then that bread being a type, now when Pentecost was, was a separation or any theologian knows that was the inauguration of the church. And when the Holy Ghost came from heaven like a rushing mighty wind, filled all the house where they were sitting. And out in the street they went speaking with tongues and and different languages and carrying on and acting like a bunch of drunk men. And many of them said, these men are full of new wine. But Peter stood up in the midst of them and said, you men of Jerusalem, you that dwell in Judea, let these men unto you and hearken to my words. These are not drunk as you suppose since the third hour of the day, but this is that. <laughs> if this ain't that, I'll just keep this to that comes. <laughs> I'll be satisfied with this. I believe this is that. And when they seen this and seen the boldness of these men, and heard the, the preaching of a man that couldn't even read his name, Peter. The Bible said he was ignorant and unlearned. But to see the preaching of that mighty warrior anointed with the Holy Ghost, they said, men and brethren, what can we do to be saved? 
Peter said, Repent, every one of you, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the Holy Ghost. This thing has come to us. This manna that we're eating on. Said, For the promise is unto you and your children, and to them as far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. What was God saying there? The same thing He said to Moses. In other words, this Holy Ghost manna that began to fall on the day of Pentecost was to sustain the church and the church was to live only by the Holy Spirit until the day we enter the millennium. Hallelujah. What is it? The same Holy Ghost. Now notice, it was for everyone that was a priest in the Old Testament. Everyone in the New Testament, it becomes a Christian born again, becomes a priest to God. And we are priests and kings. A priest is to make sacrifice. And we give to God the sacrifice of our lips giving praise to His name. Say, I don't feel like it. Do it anyhow. That's a sacrifice. Hallelujah. Say, I feel too tired. The devil will tell you that until he takes you to hell. Right. You're to make a spiritual sacrifice. The fruits of our lips giving praise to his name. Priests and kings unto God. The Bible said we were. Made us priests and kings unto God. Eating what? Living alone. Israel didn't go out and try to get some wild oats and break them up and make some corn cakes. That's what's the matter at the church tonight. Got too many wild oats. That's your diet. You need a good old-fashioned Bible diet. That's what you need. The pastor will tell you the truth about the Bible. Thank God we got plenty of them. But notice, the wild oat diet. You know, there was a bunch of preachers one time who was in a seminary. And there was a, a prophet come up to see him. And you know, they went out to get some, some peas to make some pottage. And they put on a great big pot to cook it up. And one of them preachers went out and you know what he done? He picked a lap full of gourds. And put it in there and thought it was peas. Now, a guy that didn't know the difference between gourds and peas, pretty bad shape. Now, I'm telling you, some people not in the ministry don't know any better than that. That's right. Don't know the difference between the power of the Holy Ghost and fanaticism. There's a real genuine Holy Ghost. I'll admit we got a lot of fanaticism, but that only indicates that we got a real one, too. A bogus dollar only makes a real dollar better. Amen. But there happened to be a man that had a double potion. You know what he done? He just went out and got a handful of meal and throwed it into the pot. He never destroyed the pot. He never destroyed the, 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 the pottage that was in it. He just took a handful of meal and throwed it in there and he said, eat, there's life in the pot. What did that meal represent? That meal comes from the meal offering, which was a sacrifice, which come from the meal offering, speaking of Christ. The little birds that ground it had to grind every grain just the same. Showing that the grinding of the meal in the sack showed that Jesus Christ was the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if Christ in that day in a mess of poison could bring life, the same thing today put Christ in a mess of poison doctrine will bring forth life, divine healing, and the resurrection and the power of the Holy Ghost just like it was on the beginning. Amen. 
What we need today is Christ, cast Christ into the church. You get away from a lot of these long-nosed theology doctors that we got. Hallelujah! You think I'm crazy? Maybe I am, but let me alone. I feel good crazy. So just let me alone. Let me lose myself and find it, Lord, in Thee. I'm a lot more happier this way than I was the other way. All right. Notice, the meal made the difference. Said, don't dump it all out now. Just take the same material and it'll give you life. That's what Christ does. When you're realizing to be the same yesterday, today, and forever, it changes death to life. It changed death to life for these people in here. Was he with cancer? It changed darkness to light. Last week when I'm two blind women that was healed. It fell, it changes every time. Death to life. Every time that you believe and chase Christ into it, you find out that death to life comes when Christ comes in. Amen. You believe it with all your heart. If you can believe it, God will reward it. Hallelujah. Death to life. Because Christ was cast in. What do you think about that in the pit, brethren? You believe it? Amen. Amen. It's the truth. Death to life. Because Christ came. Now, they went and got some of this manna. You know, David must have tasted a little that. Did you ever taste any of this spiritual manna? I've seen people get so much up to they lick their lips. I have. Just a real gastronomical jubilee. <laughs> Amen. Spiritually speaking. Oh, my. It fills you out. You know, when you get real weak and eat a great big square meal, how good you feel? You know, a fellow go to a doctor and say, Doctor, I'm sick. I'm weak. Say, what's the matter? Don't know. You ask him a little physical things. Well, yes, that's all right. Well, when did you eat last? I ate a half a cracker a day before yesterday. Brother, you're just hungry. That's what's the matter with the church today. It's anemia. Because they're not getting enough spiritual food. If they got the Bible, brother, it would put the blood of Christ into the veins of the believer. New life. Life comes from the blood. Man. The anemia condition of the church. Pitiful, pale cheek, my, mind. We need a transfusion to start us off. Amen. Notice it. David spoke of it. He got so much of it, he said, my cup's running over. Oh, I like for it to run over, don't you? There's plenty standing by to catch it, you see. And he said, you know, he was a sheep herder. And he used to carry a little script bag along their side like this. And in that, they packed some honey. And when a sheep would get sick, they'd put the honey on a rock because they wanted the sheep not so much to lick the honey, but it likes things sweet. So they wanted to get the lime off the rock because the lime had a healing element in it. So they'd pour the honey on the rock and let the sick sheep go to licking that honey and licking the honey while he got the rock. <laughs> and it always cured the sick sheep. Oh, brother, we got a whole script bag full of it here tonight of honey. <laughs> Amen. And we'll put it on Christ Jesus, not on some denomination. We'll put it on Christ Jesus where it belongs. And you sick sheep go to licking right quick now. Find out if you don't get well. It tastes like honey in the rock. Amen. You open up your heart and get to rejoicing before God. You'll get a little limestone once in a while. A little stone of what? Off the rock of ages. Hallelujah. 
Oh, how I love it. You say, rock of ages. Yes, sir. Will I walk, Brother Branham, like that people? Yes, sir. Walk in the light. You'll pack it right around. You know what God said in the Bible? He packed them away on eagles' wings. The Bible said that. Well, then Israel must have been sitting on the eagles' wings crossing. No wonder they didn't walk in any mud. Did you ever get on that eagle's wings and walk? Here not long ago, I was up in the mountains. I used to be a cowpoke, as you know, and I used to ride up in the mountains a lot of times. And next week, I'm to be this, go the same route and get up there, not so much to hunt, but just to see the nature. I love God. Look at Him in the nature. You can see Him in every star, every sunset, every twig, every blowing of the weed. You can see Him anywhere if you just look around. I was having my binoculars. It was up in the springtime, the crowd peaks around about 50 or 75 miles or more than that, 100 miles, I guess, out of Denver going towards Rabbit Air Pass, between Berthoud Pass and Rabbit Air Pass, Troublesome River Valley, Hereford Association. And I was up in there bringing down some cattle or salting some cattle. And I stopped, tied up my horse, walked over there and sat down. I thought, oh, God, look out yonder. I used to make a little poem. Started it. I used to make poems all the time. I got up there and I said, I am lonesome, oh, so lonesome, far that far away northwest. Where the shadows fall the deepest over the mountain chest. I can see the lurking coyotes all around the purple haze and can hear the leopards hollering down where the longhorns graze. But somewhere up the canyon I can hear the lions whine in the far off Frisco Mountains on the Arizona line. Oh, how around that purple sage at night to see that flickering campfire up in a rim like that and hear the old coyote holler. I just moved up there, done salted, put some blocks out. Packed my pack horses down there, tied them up, went up, tacked my got on top. I looked up and I seen the scene. I wondered, God, did you lead me up here just to worship you? I just had my hands up, a stomping my feet, and they thought there was an insane person up there if they'd seen me. And I was having a good time rejoicing in the Spirit. You like that? Yeah. Just get along with God. I pulled the binoculars out of the saddlebag and looked up there and I heard a squall. I looked up there and it was an old mammy eagle having an awful time with her little brood. She's way up in the rocks there where they make their nests and I had a pair of 750s and I was looking good at that eagle, spotting it out. And she's trying to root those little eagles and oh my, they were disturbed. That's the way God does sometimes. Try to root his eagles around. They th- he thinks he's trying to get mad at them. He boosts you out here and boosts you out there. He puts a few trials on He's trying to help you. And the old mother eagle, she flogged him around there a little bit. Directly she got him all on her wings. And she flew away. Went way down over the mountains and sat down in the green pasture down there. She spread her wings out, them little eagles holding on. They got out there. They never had been on grass before. And they began chirping, running, diving, tumbling over one another. Have you ever seen the little fellows, little white looking fellows that tumbling over each other? And what a jubilee they were having, pecking at the grass and having, I thought, you know, that looks to me like an old time Holy Ghost meeting they're having. <laughs> well, I said, yes, that's the way I did. They didn't care. And the old mother eagle took her flight and went way back to a great big sharp rock behind the crevice under I seen her fix her feathers down, take her position and watch like that. Those little eagles are just chirping and tearing over one another. I thought, that's just the way a good old-fashioned Holy Ghost meeting goes. Jumping here and pecking here. Their little feet on that soft grass. They've never been on grass before. They've been up there in the old pukey nest. If you're around an eagle's nest, oh my, it's a horrible thing. 
And there was up there stinking the old briars and things. I thought that's the way it was with me. I was down in the old nasty, vomity world. And Jesus packed me out one day and set my feet, hallelujah, on a grass-covered, glory-filled carpet from glory. I didn't care what the people thought. Well, the archbishop of who was standing around, I was having a good time. Free. And I thought, what makes them so free? And then once in a while, they turn their little heads, you know, I look and look far from me, then binoculars are pulling right to me. They turn their little heads and look sideways. I thought, what are they looking at? And then they turn loose and just a chirp and chirp and chirp. I thought, you know, wouldn't that be a real play for a coyote to get in that bunch now? They can't fly. They're too little, they're wings. I thought, yes, God, I'll try to fly sometimes. I'll do a lot of flopping, but I ain't. One of these days, my wings will grow out. <laughs> That's right. The church will get wings. Then I noticed, why'd them little fellows hold their heads sideways? Them little black eyes look up like that. They were looking at their mother, sitting away up high on her. She was watching for a coyote. Watching what would take place. Boy, my heart began to melt. I thought, yes! Our mother that gave us birth too has rooted us out of the old nest of the world and he's climbed the ramparts of glory setting out in the majesty on high. His eye is on the sparrow and I know he watches me. What do I care what the world says? There ain't no harm around. God's watching over his heritage. Amen. All at once a northerner started a storm come. A little clip of lightning back there as it comes along the first part of June. And the old eagle threw that nose up and they come quickly. And she let out a scream and here she come to the ground, throwed out her wings like that and let a squall. And as she did, every one of them little eagles know their position. Oh my. Each one run right to the wing. They knew what that wing meant because they'd been on it before. Every man, when the Holy Ghost comes at the end of time, will know just exactly what it means. He's been there before. And he grabbed his little feet right into the wings, tucked his little bill and got a hold of a big strong feather. And that old mother eagle with them wings a quivering a little, she raised in that wind, set her face right towards the hole in that rock and that wind coming down through there at 50 miles an hour perhaps. She raised that wind and went right straight into the rocks to safety. I said, oh dear God, someday in this great jubilee we're having, Jesus will come and we'll catch on to the wings of the cross and away we'll fly under the safety to the hole in the rock. Safely protected forevermore. Hallelujah. You pack you away on eagle's wings. He's watching over you tonight. Just have a good time. That's what he wants you to do. Be happy. Don't go on a great long face. Be happy. Rejoice in the Spirit. No condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus that walk not after the flesh but the Spirit. No condemnation to them that think Christ Jesus has laid aside every weight in this sin that is easily beset him. They fly away. All right, quickly now. we got to hurry to bring the message to a close. We're late. Notice, tomorrow morning we got to get up early, the ministerial breakfast. Think of it. Then they come on up the road. First thing you know, they begin to chide against God and Moses. Forgot all. Isn't that just human? Isn't that the way the church does? Forgot all about the first glory. 
And they begin to complain. God had to learn them a lesson. And the snakes come before them and begin to bite them. And they were all bitten and many of them died. And Moses interceded and God made a serpent, had Moses chew out of brass and put it on a pole. Oh, wish we had time to dig the nuggets out of that, brother. Oh, my. Then again, they needed water. And Moses took the rod and went and smoked the rock. And when he smoked the rock, waters came out of it. A very beautiful type of John 3, 16. Christ was that rock. That people was perishing for water. And God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish. Signifying the spirit, waters of life. But to have eternal life to them that believe on him. Notice, it wasn't Moses' rod. That was God's judgment rod. That's what he brought the judgments on Egypt with. He brought the judgment. And notice, it was a judgment rod that smoked the rock. And it was the judgments of God, the day you live there, that day you die, that smoked Christ. Death smoked Christ, God's judgment, and brought life to the perishing people. How beautiful. Don't forget it. And here's another thing. One time they were needing something to eat. And after finding water in the rock, they went over there and found out that bees had built a hive in there. And they found honey in the rock. Just flee to the rock. They come to Kadesh Barnea. We're fixing to close now and bring the service to a close for the healing line. Notice, they came to Kadesh Barnea. Maybe tomorrow night if we pick it up here, we'll go a little farther with it and take the people over in the promised land and positionally place them. Notice, they came to Kadesh Barnea and Kadesh Barnea was one time the judgment seat of the world. The place had great big well, big spring, and there was many little springs out from it. A palm grove like in the desert. What a beautiful place, a type, the great judgment seat of God in heaven. Where God's word is a law book. And their judgment at the white throne of heaven. And every little spring represented a church where the judgments of God go forth. Preaching judgment. And when they come there, they were on the border of the promised land. Hallelujah. On the border. There's where they made a big mistake. They stopped at the border. And let me say to you tonight, my clergy brother, not getting back at you, I love you, you know that. But there's too many borderline preachers today. Amen. Staying on the border. God don't want you on the border. Cross over. Amen. The promise is just beyond. So they sent some spies. I got one out of each tribe, 12, and sent them across. And when they come back, what a report. Ten of them said, we can't do it, we can't do it. Oh, my, the opposition is too great. But there stood a little old Caleb and Joshua said, we can do it. Amen. Oh, their walls is high. That's true. They're walled up people. And they're so big that we look like grasshoppers by them. That's true. But you see, ten of them were theologians. They were looking at what they could see intellectually. But... Caleb and Joshua was looking to God's promise. God said, I've already given it to you. Go take it. 
Hallelujah. That's what's the matter with people tonight in their mind. He didn't everything. It's yours. Hallelujah. God promised you to walk, brethren. You believe it? You have to take it. God promised you life, brother. Do you believe it? Take it. God promised you joy, brother. Do you believe it? Take it. God said, I'll give it to you. It's yours. Now, it wouldn't be right for God to go and dosh all the things out. He give them the land. They've got to do the house cleaning. Amen. It's yours, but he ain't going to come poke it down your neck. You've got to take the land yourself. He give it to you and it's yours. Rise and possess it. Hallelujah. It's your choice. If you want to murmur like the other ten did, you'll wander in the wilderness a long time longer till tomorrow night still sick. But if you're ready to take it tonight, it's yours. What kind of a choice are you going to make? I'll take Jesus and his promise and tell the devil he's a liar. Amen. God said these signs shall follow them and believe. Lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. It's a good land, said Joshua. It's a wonderful land. Joshua, you and Caleb, aren't you glad that this is a wonderful land? I am. Amen. Joshua and Caleb brought back some initial evidence that they had been over there somewhere. I'm so glad tonight that we got witnesses in the church tonight that's been somewhere, that's got something, that's come back with the evidence that the Holy Ghost is just the same tonight as it was the day it fell on Pentecost. Hallelujah! Make your choice. Are you going to stand with the theologian that says, well, we just can't take it. We come through the Wesley age, we come through this, but we can never stand another fanaticism. We can never stand it. Away with such stuff. God said Jesus rose from the dead. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We can take it. It's ours. We're able. Glory. yours. The promise isn't to you and to your children and them in Chicago. And as many as the Lord our God shall call. Freedom of choice. To me he's the same. To me he'll keep his promise. To me he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquity. The chastening of my peace was upon him with his stripes I'm healed. I believe. Hallelujah. You believe it? It's your choice now. We're at the borderland. We've come through many dangers, toils, and snares. I have already come. It was grace that brought me safe thus far. Following the blessed old Bible, it's grace that'll take me on. Amen. The promise we're on the borderland tonight. The Bible said, I would above all things you prospered in hell. It's yours. God promised it. And the promise to you is just as good as it was to Israel. He said, I have given you that land. I'll send my angel this pillar of fire before you to guide you to the place. 
Divine healing's yours. God promised it to you. He sent the Holy Ghost and guided you to this place. Let's take it. Amen. It's ours. The same God made the promise to Israel, made it to you, and He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Same the same signs, wonders, and miracles. Now, He ain't going to come and just push it down you. You're going to have to take it. And as soon as you claim it, there'll stand an old Amorite standing there. Kick him out of the way. Oh, God, said, now, wait a minute, you're excited. That's an old person. I kick him out of the way. If you pick up a little baby and he says, well, your mammy says, well, he's awful cute. I w-. He'll be like his daddy. Kick him out of the way. The land belongs to you. Well, doctor so-and-so can pray such a pretty prayer. That don't make any difference. God gives you a promise. If the unbelievers against God's word, kick it out of the way. Don't care how innocent and pretty it looks. You might have steeples and shrines and say, oh man, like a dying calf, but that don't change God's word. God said we could take it. It's yours. The promise is ours. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel religious. (laughs) No, that Holy Ghost is here. The same pillar of fire. Led the children to that wilderness and went with them to the promised land. Here he is with us tonight, even had his picture taken all over and over, showing the same signs and wonders. What are we scared about? By faith. Don't care, I feel like Caleb. Let me have that bunch over yonder. Amen. They said, oh, we're so much bigger. That don't make any difference. Goliath boiled out his big brag too. But he met a David one day too. Amen. The devil's done said the days of miracles is past and got into the preachers and preached that all through the country. But there rose up a David not long ago. Amen. Amen. Got his head chopped off now. And I'm telling you that Israelite armies are beating it from north to west, east, south, everywhere else around the world. Great healing campaigns proving that Jesus raised the dead and the healer. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is our David. Amen. He's a leader of this pack. We believe him. Let us talk to him a minute with our heads bowed. Father, the one that said faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen by it, the elders obtained a good report. We understand that the world was made out of things that does not appear. How God, before there's even an earth here, just spoke the word and dust and dirt and rocks and corrosions to come into existence because God said I can see his word flying from his lips, going out through that darkness, and the atoms begin to break, and the world come into existence. That same God hanging on our own Calvary's cross and died, he was wounded for our transgressions, and with his stripes we were healed. God, we rebuke every devil of doubt there is in the building. Take that shadow away tonight, and let every man and woman come through here, believing with all their heart that Jesus is going to make them well. May they leave this platform tonight with their hands up in the air, shouting and praising God, knowing that Jesus has promised it and He's good to His promise. Grant it, Father, take away all the gloom and doubt, and let the Holy Ghost reign supremely. Heal everyone and save everyone, for we ask it in Christ's name. Amen. This is a new thing tonight. The first time I've did this for a long time. That is... 
come here and try to pray for the sick without seeing the discernment. I'm trying to. How many people, I believe Billy said they had prayer cards, I and K or I and J. What was it? I and K or J? I and K. Which was the first ones you get out? Eyes. How many has prayer cards? Ah, raise up your hand. Ah. All right, how far do we call in that? All right, we just call and say, just, we just get a few at a time then. I tell you, who has I number one? Has anybody got one number one? Number two? Got ten? I ten? I fifteen? I fifteen? I twenty? I, I, what is your number, sister, with I? I what? Forty-seven. Well, we maybe went way up then. I uh, forty. Anybody got I forty? Raise up your hand. How far we go up in that line? We've been praying here for a week for him. Raise up your hand if anybody's got I, I forty. Have you got it, brother, over there? Is your prayer card number I forty? Well, look, all that's got eyes, start from the first lowest number. Ushers, brother Wood, would you get down there and help me? Prayer cards I line up over here. Now we'll get just as we come along. Just the prayer cards I. All right, brother. Let's sing. Uh, only believe, but let's not sing only believe. Let's sing now I believe. How many believe right now? All right, all together, if you will. There's nothing in me that can heal, you know that. But I believe after about ten years of crossing America, night after night, and seeing the working of the supernatural power of God, you believe that God heals, don't you? And the angel of the Lord, what you hear of the night, show that even the German cameras caught it, and here it is here, and it's been declared it does the signs and wonders and miracles which we know is of God, proven to be of God, inseparable truth of God. I'm taking this initiative side tonight to claim by the merits of God's Bible first, by the blood of Jesus Christ, and by a witness of an angel of God who come to me and said, if you get the people to believe and be sincere when you pray, nothing will stand before the prayer. I'm going back to the very message that the angel of God gave me, starting it in Chicago. I had ten healings to one. I can't. I find now the German people, Swiss, African, they can receive it, stand right up, but the American people can't conceive it. That's all. They can't get it. They got to have hands laid on it. And the Holy Spirit's let me know that. So if you believe, listen, stand in the prayer line. If you don't believe this, don't stay in the line. Just go out. If you believe that Jesus Christ sent me in those signs, how many has been in the meeting when you've seen discernment? You in the prayer line, raise your hand. All right. Now. If you've seen it, and you believe it, and believe it comes from God, remember the same one that I said ten years ago, 
the same one that foretold ten years ago of the things that are going to happen right down the road, and it's perfectly the same today. That one said, you were born to pray for sick people. If you'll pray for them and be sincere and get them to believe you, then nothing shall stand before the prayer. See, I've done it different. I'll turn around because all the people rallied to see the supernatural. And I'll just put it all the supernatural. The Holy Spirit, after ten years, talked to me the other day in the woods and said, pray for those people. You haven't done what I told you to do. And God, who's listening in now, Heavenly Father, this is what I'm doing tonight. In answer to the voice that spoke to me about five miles from Salem, near Mount Zion, on Road 153 in the woods two weeks ago, I'm now commanding myself unto thee that you will bless everyone that I lay hands on tonight and pray. May they come back here tomorrow night giving a testimony to Brother Jose and them that the sickness is gone. That will encourage the heart of your servant, Lord. And in each service, I'll pray for everyone that comes if you'll give me strength to do it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, ladies. You believe that Jesus will make you well. You do it with all your heart. I don't have to tell you nothing about what's wrong with you. Just ask. You believe it. I've told the truth. Come here just a minute. Now, kind Heavenly Father, I lay hands upon our sister here and ask that she be healed. While the blessing of the Holy Ghost is here, may the woman receive what she's asked for. I lay hands on her in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to come and testify to Brother Bosley tomorrow night. Tell him what happened. Would you come, sister? Do you believe now with all your heart? Sister, if I could do anything for you, I'd do it. The only thing I know as a minister is to pray for you. You believe that God will heal you? Would you be glad if something happens that you can show it? Come tell Brother Bose so I'll know that the Holy Spirit is leading me to do these things. Will you do it? Our Heavenly Father, I lay hands upon my sister and ask in the name of Jesus Christ that uh, ever what is wrong with her body may cease tonight. And she come tomorrow testifying of God's power. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you now, sister. Lord, I pray that you'll bless this handkerchief for the sick person that's represented. Amen. God bless you. Now let us hear it. Will you do it, sister? I believe. Do you believe me now? Everybody hold just to the spirits. When you see the people come and say, God, you're going to heal them. You're going to make them well. You're part of this now. All of us is one unit. This might be somebody's mother. What if it was yours? Do you believe, sister, that God will make you well? Oh, God, I pray that you will heal our sister. And as I lay hands upon this poor little mother, I ask that the blessings of God rest upon her and give her the desire of her heart. Oh, Holy Ghost, I do this according to your commandment. In Jesus' name, amen. I let us hear tomorrow what happens to you. You come, sister? Are you coming believing now with all your heart? And if God will do something to you tonight in the supernatural way, you've heard what I've said and what I've promised God, and I believe I could get to a hundred to one, see? And you believe now that you've seen enough. Have you ever seen him give discernment? And you know right now, I know what's wrong with you, but there's no need to me saying if I do, it starts. But if I lay hands on you, telling you from the bottom of my heart, the same anointing's right here now. Will you believe it? Heavenly Father, I lay hands upon her and charge this devil in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of the woman. In Jesus' name, amen. Now let us hear it tomorrow. All right, sister. Are you believing now with all your heart? Now, Heavenly Father, I lay hands upon our sister 
And I charge the devil that did this as I plead the blood of Jesus Christ according to the Holy Spirit that gave this witness in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Now let us share tomorrow what happened. Tell Brother Jose. All right, sister. Don't weep now. You're, in a, you're at the borderline now. We're going to cross over. You believe it? All right. You know you're in the presence of God, don't you? Not your brother, God. Is that right? Or you believe if I asked him now that he'll do just... Has he ever failed any time to do just what I said he told me? Never. Always right. Now, he told me the other day to pray for the people and lay hands on them. They'd get well. You believe that? If you believe it, I'll guarantee you, you'll have it. That's right. Oh, Jesus, I come put my hands on this woman, seeing that demon, and I charge him by Jesus Christ's name that he'll come out from the woman. May he go now through Jesus Christ's name. Amen. I go happy and rejoicing, thanking him. Now, be real happy when you're prayed for. Go say, thank you, dear God. All right, sister. You believe now that Jesus will make you well? Heavenly Father, laying hands upon her. In the name of Jesus, the Son of God, I ask the evil to leave her. And may this be a new day. May she cross over tonight and bring back the evidence tomorrow. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Do you believe, Mother, as you come? You believe that Jesus make you well? Yes. You believe I asked him he'll do it now? I do. Our Heavenly Father is this lovely little woman stands here. Me laying my hands up on her along with thousands of people praying for her just now. We ask that the devil leave the woman and tomorrow she come back with the evidence and telling the pastor here what's happened. In Jesus' name, for God's glory, amen. Thank you, Lord. God bless you, sister. Now go, here's the way to do it. Go say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I'm so thankful you praise the Lord. You believe now, sister? Our Heavenly Father, I lay hands upon her and ask that she too may go off this platform tonight rejoicing by faith, believing by faith the evidence of things not seen, but believing that God has kept His Word. In Jesus' name I ask it for her healing. Amen. Oh, rejoicing now, sister. Would you come? You believe, sister? Dear God, to her friends, we pray that you'll heal her. Thou, she's standing tonight in a Christian way. Christ stood for all of us, and the woman's not able to stand for herself, so she comes as a Christian to stand for her. And we offer prayer as intercessors to thee that she will recover and be here and testify to the glory of God. Amen. God bless you. Believe now that you receive it. It's so simple if you can just believe it. All right, sister. Is this for someone else? I think it's a crippled lady that couldn't get up here. All right, a crippled lady. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'll bless this handkerchief. And when it's laid up on the crippled lady, may she walk out. Granted, Father. Now prove yourself to be God. And Father, I bless this woman who brought it. Heal her also, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. She pointed down there a crippled lady. Lady sitting in the wheelchair down there. It's come from a way away. It's got cancer. That's what your crippleness is. You're fixing to die, aren't you? They say you are. They have taken Tappy every once in a while to the hospital, don't they? Is that right? Get up and go on home. Leave it tonight and go home. There you are. You don't need your handkerchief. Hallelujah. See, I'm not saying it. The Holy Ghost is here. 
You believe, honey boy? Your Heavenly Father, this child's too young to have faith to know what it's about. It can't understand the Bible because it's not old enough. The Father brings it. But dear God, you're the God of creation. You're the God of all power, the omnipotent one. Thou can heal. And I pray that in Jesus' name you'll do it. I want every head bowed. Every heart bowed. Every eye closed in Jesus' name. Keep your head bowed until you hear me say, raise your head. Father, you going to believe with all your heart? Dear God, I bless this little boy and ask that you make him every withhold. May the power of God come upon him as I lay my hand and make him this blessing. Shall he return as I have laid my hands up and down his little body. And I pray that you'll let him come back tomorrow giving a testimony to the glory of God. And Satan, you're cast out. Yes. In Jesus' name. Now, I want you to come back tomorrow. Can you do it? What do you think, sister? Heavenly Father, thou who made the heavens and earth, formed the stars and moon, I cast away the evil from this woman in Jesus' name, after she returns rejoicing. Amen. God bless you. What do you think, sir? You're going to be healed? You believe you're in his presence? Heavenly Father, I lay hands upon the man as the saints are praying and ask in Jesus' name that you cast away the evil from him. Amen. You believe, sir? Go believe him. All right, sir, do you believe? Yes, sir. Almighty God, creator of heavens and earth, author of everlasting life, giver of every good gift, send our blessings upon the man who I bless in Jesus' name. May he go from your night healed. Amen. Oh, believe him now, brother. Rejoice. Or the boy, you believe that Jesus will make him well? You see the difference of this child in the next 24 hours? You'll come tell us about it. Almighty God, laying hands upon the child, I ask that the curse be removed. As this father and mother comes tomorrow night, give it a testimony of those startle this whole audience, Lord, to let them know that those who walk forward in faith shall not be confounded in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Don't doubt. Let us hear tomorrow night. Come, sister, you believe. Heavenly Father, I pray for the healing of my sister by laying hands upon her in Jesus Christ's name and ask that their healing come. Amen. Now, believe, sister. Come back. Tell us what's happened. What do you think, sister? I believe. Oh, Jesus of Nazareth, Son of God, as this woman stands with her folded hands, where someday if Jesus tarries, will be folded in silent death. Oh, God, while she's alive and got her right mental condition, let her look up down beyond that old cloud that's hanging over and see the God of healing hanging out her on the cross and be healed in Jesus' name. You believe, sister. Hallelujah. I lay my hands upon the woman as she, as she by the faith pulls the glasses off of those blinding eyes and ask that God restore the sight in Jesus' name as she receive it. Amen. Tell us what happened. In the name of Jesus Christ, I lay my hands upon our sister and challenge the devil in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ, I lay my hands upon sister and challenge the unbelief. Come out from the woman that she can go and be healed. Amen. Your mother. Heavenly Father, I ask that I lay hands upon a boy who stands for his mother, that her feet may be healed in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. All right, sister, your trouble. All right. Heavenly Father, I ask that this woman's uh, condition will be made well as I lay hands upon her, upon the authority of God's written word and the witness of the Holy Ghost. 
Now I ask that she be made well in Jesus' name. Amen. What is it, Billy? Yes. Let all those with prayer cards with the letter K on it line up over to my right. You have in his handkerchief for him? Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I lay hands upon this handkerchief. We're taught in the Bible that they took handkerchiefs off the body of Paul, for they seen God was with him. Now we're not Paul, but you're still Jesus. And I pray, God, that you'll condemn the devil that's bothered this girl's father's leg and this and this spirit of sickness on this girl. And may they be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Sister, let us know tomorrow. Watch what happens. Oh, God, as this boy stands for his sister that they played together as little children, her nerves are gone. But Jesus lives. Now send this handkerchief in Jesus' name that that girl will return and come here tomorrow night testifying of the glory of the power of the resurrection. Amen. God bless you, You believe that God will heal you, this back trouble make you well? Brother, if I could do it, it would not be a brute. But I know the one who gave me the promise said you get the people to believe you. I said they won't because I'm uneducated. Said perform these signs before them and they'll believe it. Do you do it now? Then God, in the name of Jesus Christ, according to the man's testimony, and you who know the heart of all men, I condemn this back trouble. In Jesus Christ's name, may it leave him in all the other ailments of his body. Amen. Do you believe me with all your heart? Go there and touch your feet down there, your hands to your feet. You believe, brother? In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I ask that this man recover from every sickness. In Jesus' name, amen. See what happens, brother? You're healed now. It's all over. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Heart and be the best of life. Heavenly Father, I lay hands on my sister and ask that the power of God that raised Jesus in the grave will now quicken her body and make her well. In Jesus' name, amen. You believe it, sister? Accept it. Go rejoice and say, thank you, Lord. The baby. Oh, my. Love footed. Sister, if God will make this little club foot here come around straight, and you, you will you give me praise? You believe that God sent me to pray the prayer of faith? Well, I hold this baby's foot in my hand, and the Holy Ghost is here. The very angel of God that I spoke of is standing right here. I lay my hands on him and ask in Jesus' name for them club feet to be normal. Bring him up tomorrow night to testify of the glory of God. When you get him down to your seat, sit down, look at his feet, and watch what's happened. In Jesus' name, and for the sister. Heavenly Father, I bless my sister in Jesus Christ's name. For the glory of God, I ask it. Amen. Heavenly Father, I lay hands upon our sister in Jesus' name and condemn the sickness of her body. Amen. Leave it now, Heavenly Father, lay hands on this poor little mother. And I pray that in Jesus' name that you'll cast away the evil. Amen. Now, friends, I'm not, I'm not trying to be rough, but you can't baby devils. That's right. You've got to let them know who's boss. We're boss now because Jesus is here. Amen. Our big brother. Our brother of redemption is here. Hallelujah. All right, mother, you with the club-footed baby, look at your baby's feet. All right, you believe, sister. In the name of Jesus Christ, I ask for the glory of God to come upon the woman she be healed. Amen. Heavenly Father, I bless this, my brother, and I ask that the glory of God that raised Jesus from the grave, the great quickening spirit who stands here now in a form of a light burning down within my soul, 
I lay hands upon him and charge this devil to leave him in Jesus' name. Amen. You believe it, sir? You can have it if you believe that Jesus said so. Amen. You believe, sister? In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I lay hands upon this woman while the anointed Holy Spirit is here at the altar, a moving among the people. Now, ask in Jesus' name that she be made well. Amen. All right, Dad, believe with all your heart now. Oh, in Jesus Christ's name, come out, Satan, that he be made well through the power of the resurrection of Christ. Amen. You know you can hear all right now. All right, you go ahead now and rejoice. All right. Heavenly Father, I bless this, my sister, in Jesus' name, and ask that the power of God will surge her body from the crown of her head to the toes of her feet and be made well in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. That's right, sister. See, when the Holy Ghost can find a place to work into, he runs right down the channel when he can find a place. Amen. It's over when you believe it, but you've got to believe it. He ain't going to push it down there. You've got to open up so he can come down here. Ready, open every channel. In the name of Jesus, I pray that the Holy Ghost come to our sister and Heavenly Father, I bless this, my sister, and ask that the Holy Ghost heal her from the crown of her head to the toes of her feet. We challenge the devil in Jesus' name to move back. Amen. Do you believe, sister? Go give it in praise then. What do you think, sister? You, you believe it, you will. Are you moving all the stones away? In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We bless the Lord for her Hallelujah. I'm so glad that the Lord brought me out. <laughs> Wonderful Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, may channels be open all through here so this flowing of the Holy Ghost can rush mightily. Down to every soul here and surge faith in the place of doubt and illuminate that person and quicken their body in Jesus' name. Go believe in my brother. You believe, sister. In the name of Jesus Christ, I lay my hands up on her and the other on the handkerchief and bless both in Jesus' name that she'll open her heart and feel the power of the Holy Ghost going to her. Lord, you said if you get the people to believe, be sincere when you pray. Nothing shall stand before the prayer. I'm doing it, Lord. May the woman move back ever doubt. And may the Holy Ghost heal her. Amen. Are you believing, sir? In the name of Jesus Christ, the Bible said these signs shall follow them that believe. If they lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. God, it's your promise, not mine. I'm only obeying you. In Jesus' name, ready to heal. Go rejoice. Happy praise of God. In the name of Jesus, I brother for his healing. If you watch the difference in that child, in the next, if you watch from now to the next eight or ten hours till this, till I say five o'clock tomorrow evening, you'll watch the difference in that child. I'll assure you by the resurrected living Jesus Christ that God can heal a Mongolian child. You believe it? Jesus said if they lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. If you notice the difference in the next few hours, that child, will you come give testimony? Then I bless this baby, Holy Spirit, that great angel who's standing here, who stood down at my side and said, lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. I condemn this devil 
You harmed this baby in the wounds of its mother. But now it's in the presence of God. Come out of it. In Jesus' Christ's name, I bless both handkerchief cloth and the man that you heal and father. Amen. Oh, bleeding, my brother. You bleed, sister. In the name of Jesus Christ, in my hands laid upon her, I challenge this devil is making her sick and claim that he cannot hold her. Jesus died and he lived again. And now by that death, he was the manna that come to soak up his life into his saints to give them life. And then if the manna is inside, hallelujah, Christ is the believer. In Jesus' name, Satan, you leave her. Amen. Amen. All right. God, I pray that you will heal them both. I lay my hands upon these two women standing here, arm in arm together. May the Holy Ghost out of heaven fall down like manna coming out of glory and feed their souls. That they will take away every shadow of doubt. And they will start recovering from this very hour. In Jesus' name. Amen. I believe with all your heart and bring her tomorrow night with you for a testimony. All right, I believe. Have faith. Faith for your daughter. You believe, sir? In Jesus' name, I ask that the devil leave my brother. And he's been made well through the glory of God. Amen. God bless you, brother. You believe, sister? In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I ask that the power of devil leave this woman now in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, it's so wonderful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe we've hit the keynote. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, I bless this woman in Jesus' name, and I condemn these cataracts, these blind spirits. You have to die. Come on, Satan. You're a power of death, but the power of life is here tonight in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Leave the woman. Amen. Go on now. Amen. God, you're looking at that oxygen tent right now. Here stands a father for his dying child. I rebuke the devil of death and ask that life come out of that tent. The Shekinah glory that dwells in the holiest of holies. Move out of that oxygen tent tonight on account of this father's faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us hear now what happened. What about sister, you bleeding? In Jesus Christ's name, I lay my hands upon sister with a prayer of faith on my lips and my heart, moving towards God who gave the promise. I ask for her healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother, do you believe? Are you ready? Is the channels moved out? You're ready for the Holy Ghost to come through and do the work. In the name of Jesus Christ, then, Father, I ask in a prayer of faith according to this man's testimony. His heart's opened up. Then pray God that the Holy Ghost of healing from the crown of his head to the to the very soles of his feet. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Go give him praise. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, hands laid on my sister. I ask that sickness depart from her in Jesus' name. Amen. Go rejoicing now, sister. Do you believe? 
in Jesus' name. I lay hands upon my sister and ask that the Holy Ghost come up on her and heal her and make her well in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I lay hands upon this woman and may she go whole for God's glory. Satan, you are a liar. We take a hold by faith in Jesus' name. Our sister to be made well. Amen. All right, sister, you believe now. Oh, God, in Jesus' name, I lay hands upon this crippled woman and ask that sometime between right now and tomorrow night, this crutch will be laid on a platform and she'll be well. I ask in Jesus' name. All right, sister, do you believe the same? At some time between now and tomorrow night, as we've asked God for a testimony, that these crutches will be laying on the platform and you'll be giving God praise. Will you believe it? In the name of Jesus Christ, this poor woman, oh, old, her hair gray. But, oh, Lord, my mind goes back to Congressman Upshaw, 86 years in a wheelchair. You're the resurrection life. You can put calcium in the bone. I pray that you'll heal her tomorrow night to touch your name. I'm sister. In Jesus' name, I ask that you heal this young woman. May the power of God go through her and make her well. Through Jesus' name. Amen. Will you come give testimony to the farm feet straight down? God, I lay my hands upon this baby and knowing that you're the one who made the baby and the devil has interrupted the seed of God that was planted and now we charge this devil in Jesus' name that Jesus come to correct all the mistakes that Satan did and come out of the baby in Jesus Christ's name by the blood of the Calvary's cross. Amen. I want to see the baby tomorrow night now with this morning. Are you believing, sir? In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I lay hands upon this man and ask that the devil of torment will leave him. Come out from him in Jesus Christ. God bless you, brother. Go believe him now. Are you believing, sister? Oh, God, creator of heavens and earth, author of everlasting life, giver of every good gift, I bless this woman in Jesus' name for her duty. Come out, Satan. How wonderful. Brother, sister, I believe this is that. I feel wonderful about this. Oh, Jesus, Son of God, I pray for this woman and this handkerchief that she's got in her hand. God may ever doubt be rolled away. May every demon that would stand and say, well, you won't get it. I know that old haughty devil hanging over the woman right now, feeling, moving, and trying to get her not to believe. Satan, I charge you in Jesus Christ's name, come out from the woman. In Jesus' name, now raise your hands and give me praise. Bless your heart. You're right at the place. You're right at the fountain. You believe that Jesus will make you whole right now? Oh, mighty God, forgive every transgression of this little boy. And I lay my hands up on him in Jesus' name and ask that the devil who would torment him has lost the battle. The boy wants to come to you, Jesus, and I present him with arms of faith before the throne that you've been him to come to in Jesus' name. Amen. You now accept me as your Savior. You believe that all your burdens are gone. You'll live for him from this on. Go off the platform, happy and be baptized. Amen. You believe, my brother. 
In the name of Jesus Christ, I bless my brother. In the name of Jesus, that you'll make his eyes to be open and he'll be able to see through Jesus Christ's name, my blessing. Amen. Glory be to now, my brother. You believe, my sister. I charge the devil, the devil of doubt. The only sin there is is unbelief. And I ask that unbelief be swept away. Every burden from the heart moved back. And the light of God shined through the darkness down into her soul. And new life come in. You said you would renew our life and our youth like the eagle. Oh, how the eagle, yet old in years, renews his youth every few hours. Hallelujah. Branded in Almighty God, there's many who can't be here tonight, and they send handkerchiefs. And I hold my hands. What a poor institution. What a poor thing for a man to hold his hand. Unworthy, sinful. But God, where would you find holy hands? They're only in heaven. But I do it because you said do it. At your command, Lord. I rebuke the devil. And may these handkerchiefs heal every sick person that they're laid upon for God's glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. To you who in this audience who has not a prayer card and believes that Jesus Christ is here to make you well, I believe that Jesus will heal you right now. Do you believe? I try to war back that spirit. That's right. Stand on your feet. Here we are. We're at the borderland. There's the promise. Let's get it. God promised it. Move back all the doubt. Let the Holy Ghost come in. The power of God. Oh God. I bring down. I stand as Joshua. In the valley. Say the land is good. We're going over after it, Lord. Here we come. In Jesus' name, I cast out of the spirit of unbelief and ask that there won't be a people one left for God's glory. Amen. And the people pray.